Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden. And also featuring Rachel Young, a true crime goddess. Keith Steigert, Uber Reader and Romance Junkie. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time, they are three book girls. I'll get mad about whatever the fuck I want to get mad about. <laughs> you know what? We totally need a... Did you did you hear us talking about you about flipping over the table? No. We were talking about you in... I don't remember what episode it was in, but you weren't on, obviously. You need to put that picture on our website. And I said something about, I love um, when Rachel's getting salty about something because she always posts this emoji of herself or this whatever you call it. A bitmoji. Bitmoji of herself flipping over a table. I I said, we need to get Rachel a shirt with that on it. Because that just cracks me the fuck up. I don't know why I find that so funny, but I really do. Dude, every time she posts that, I know she's mad, and I just want to laugh and be like, yay, Rachel's going to kick some ass. I know. I'm like, what can I do to upset Rachel? That's why I can't drink when we do the podcast, because the last time I did, I had to text Martha, and I was like, listen, I'm drinking, so just let's, let's keep everything for everyone in line here. <laughs> or else I'm not responsible for, I'm what not I responsible do to for my actions. I didn't say that. I just said I might make somebody cry. And I'll <laughs> 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 oh. take full responsibility for that shit. She don't care. No, yeah. Sorry, I got a boob itch. So I'll just <laughs> deal with that. Well, you know, I love that we're all so comfortable with each other that you can just put the whole hand down the front of your shirt and just give that boob a good scratch. <laughs> You know, that sucked the other day. I was doing online therapy and my boob itched like crazy. So I had to like tilt the camera up so like my patient because I was like, I can't. I can't do this. That's when you bend way over and stick your hand clear up in there. (laughs) At least you remembered. (laughs) At least you remembered. There is a very popular like meme or video that's going around of a guy who was hosting. So he was the host, but he was then um, not involved in the chat, I guess. So he was just kind of overseeing it. And he brought in like this big thing of lotion and a thing of tissues and he sat down and it was really obvious what he was doing. And his coworkers are like, oh, my God, oh, my God, he's muted us. He's muted us. And then they're like, he doesn't know. And they're like, somebody get him off the chat. And they're like, he's the host. (laughs) Oh, shoot. I think he had more than one tab open. I I can't imagine how you could come back from something like that. I would think that's now that's a horror novel right there. Talk about the sexual harassment suit attached to that one. You're in a meeting. Like, what is it that is just that pressing? Well, clearly he had. We're so used to being on Zoom. We're like, maybe he just he put up another tab, didn't think about it. I don't know how you don't notice this big light that's shining at you like. He asked Siri to play uh, squeaky toy noises and, uh, and you know, what? he's distracted. He was just really feeling it at that moment. Maybe, you know, his I mean, maybe he thought he turned his camera off. Maybe his coworker leaned a little too closely and he got a little, you know, cleavage look or something. And that just did it for him. And he thought he he thought he X'd out of it and he totally didn't. That's that's a day at work for sure. It scares me all the time because I'm like. 
Uh, I'm just talking to you guys, and then I'm like, oh, did I just pick my nose on camera? At work, at work, it's literally common practice at my work because I work for the government. So we all have webcams, right? But because we do virtual meetings, virtual sessions, all that stuff. But not only when we are not on those things, not only is the camera off, we make sure it's off, but we put a sticky note over it. Oh, that's so smart. That is very smart. I think you should do that. I think you should... See, I have one of those. Oh, it's, I we should all do that. It's underneath the yeah. box. I moved everything around because um, I was trying to, as you notice, we're sitting together now. You know, so Yeah, because I wanted to be able to see Vani. Yeah. I had everything set up, and I, I moved my computers. I switched them so the other one was over there thinking, you know, it would be right in front of us, and that would be good because you could see us. And then she said, well, now we won't be able to see Megan. It was funny. They changed the setup, like, while we were podcasting last week. Yep. Megan's like, hold week? on. I'm, yep. She got her microphone. She's like, and we're, like, moving all the stuff. Trotted over to the other end. Nope, 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 nope. <sighs> so I don't even, I know that this is, like, a normal practice for me, but I really don't know what I'm even going to fucking review today. I thought you figured it out last night you know i don't i think i'm gonna save that one you're not gonna do the three star one? Oh, that's right yeah i think i am there you go oh Keith that's saves a list. Day. <sighs> rachel not all heroes wear capes <laughs> speaking what of do what? you have that's hilarious speaking oh um vani showed me this picture of this it's a turkey you know, you don't Thanksgiving doesn't get enough love. It it's really a, does not. It's a shirt. And it makes me cross that it just sort of gets completely overshadowed by Christmas because as soon as Halloween's over, not even shit before Halloween is even over. All the Christmas shit comes out in the store and you don't really, you know, Thanksgiving Christmas just shit's already out. I know. Christmas Yeah, it's all out. Christmas overshadows Thanksgiving. So I purposely purchased this yard decoration for thanksgiving it's this big ass turkey right so funny shows me this shows me this picture of a shirt it's got a turkey on the front it says pluck off which is awesome she's sending it to you keith i need that, that is, and the turkey looks really pissed <laughs> i need that so badly i thought it was pretty awesome I was looking See, for a no, shirt that, that had somebody flipping a get... table and not that came We out. need somebody. We need, Rachel, need you what? need to give us that emoji of yourself because it needs to look like you. The bitmoji with you flipping I, a table. I have it. Do you? I'm fairly certain I have it. Put it up on Facebook as part of the thing and then we'll we'll take it to, well, I suppose I could do it at Redbubble. Yeah, I could just put it in our account and have Rachel. I think you deserve a medal for doing therapy at all. Nah, not really. Just Although weird. I did, let I us did give you the drink. medal. It's just really it sounds. Oh. It's just really unpleasant. Can it be in the shape of a unicorn? <laughs> sure. What? Okay. It's a your uni- medal. A unicorn medal. that holds tequila. Oh. Okay. It's a yeah. unicorn flask. <laughs> I like drinking out of the Yeah. Horn. There you that go. It's a, it's the little. It's like a little. Uh, a little flask. It's like well, a like a little flask that also has a uh, a ribbon around it so that you can leave it around your neck and just. Now, you can set it on your sure desk you right here and then every once in a while go, oh, really? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, no, I, I like Bonnie's idea. I want the unicorn because I can still wear it. It's pretty, but then I can use the horn as a straw. Yeah, oh, the horn as a straw. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's a little problematic for the way you actually get the booze in there. But Well, how do you know that it doesn't have <laughs> a hole on the bottom? 
Exactly. You pour it it in the ass and then suck it up through the uh, horn. Yeah. Either way, it sounds sketch. Just saying. I am possible. We need to trademark. I am going to get you a different medal because I saw the most interesting. And this was like real jewelry. It was like this amazing necklace. It was all gold. And then it had like, you couldn't really tell what it was when it was just hanging. It was like a pendant kind of thing. But there's a lot, tiny little chain on the underside. And when you pull it, it's an erect penis. <gasps> I really need to find it and message it to you. It was the funniest. Uh, I mean, there was a model wearing it. And I was like, that's a weird shaped necklace. Okay. And then there's another like little picture in picture in the ad and she's pulling the chain and it's good. And it goes. That's hilarious. (laughs) Talk about a no bones day. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm glad somebody said that. What does that mean? You know what? I cut that entire section last week. I cut all of that out out of the podcast because it was TikTok related. And oh, it's the punk dog. Okay. Yeah. The punk dog yes. on TikTok. That makes yeah. sense. I don't mind if people know that about me. I don't like any, but any man who asked me out is, is automatically out of the running. It's done. Oh, well, I don't mind that. I don't what? like it. I don't like being pursued. Like oh, if, I do. Like if somebody tries Why? to pursue me, I don't, it puts me off. Next time I see if her, they I'm pursue chase her. you? <laughs> yeah. If somebody yeah. shows interest in you. If somebody comes up and says, I'd like to take you out. I'm like, thanks anyway. Well, it's a good thing you pursued our friendship. Good Lord. That's a little different. No, I think that's a little different. That's a different tactic that Martha has because she doesn't want it. Because you don't trust that somebody's being genuine. So at least if you're doing it and they tell you no, you at least approached it first. So it's a trust She's issue thing. Analyzing you. Yep, that's probably true. This is what I do when I'm interested in being a friend with somebody. Because when I don't know somebody. Please be I'm, my friend. I'm shy. I don't like to talk to strangers. I don't like, you know, so like I'll, and I did this to Martha too. I'll just sit next to you at the kids' soccer game and say hi and then nothing else the whole time. And see, I'm the type of person that if I'm interested in being friends with someone, I'm, I'd make it happen. Yeah. And if, and if they're really not interested, then oh well. Me and one of my better friends in high school, we actually stood next to each other in the hallway on our breaks because we went to the hallway where the vending machines were and stuff during our break. And we stood next to each other and never said a word to each other for like two months. But we always <laughs> stood with each other. See, it, it, I would do that. Just think about how much time we would have lost together, Bonnie, if we had both been like that. It would have been horrible. Right. Well, yeah, I know. So aren't you glad I'm a pussy, a pussy? (laughs) Aren't you glad I'm a pussy ass bitch? A pushy ass bitch? See, I said it wrong three times. You're also a little scary sometimes with how hard you pursue people. I I will gladly say that I would be my friend. It had more to do with. It had had more to do with the people that Tyler was around. (laughs) Is that maybe I'm the one that's the bitch. I don't want to like anybody. (laughs) You see that picture that I sent on the over the messenger that about the the lions where the female lion was biting the balls of the male lion he, he just looks so fucking sad so, so tell the story behind that though i mean i i had no idea that female lions were that into sex 
Well, it was also on, for breeding. It was also on Facebook, just yeah, for but, full disclosure. So we don't know if this is an actual scientific fact. However, I didn't I'm Google it. I didn't fact check that. Maybe but you should have fact checked it. Female. What it said is that female lions will bite the balls of the male lions if they don't give them enough sex. Because they have to mate a certain number of times, evidently, or they want to mate a certain number of times when they're in heat. And so the, right, because they want to get pregnant. Right. So, the, so they, they harass the male lions and bite them in the balls if they don't perform. And the picture was the females biting the balls of a male and the male's looking at the camera and he just looks like, bitch, damn. Give <laughs> me a minute to recover. Jesus Shit. Christ. I need to go get a yeah, Gatorade or something. <laughs> so keep Okay. Them. It is true, but the reason is because lions will sometimes, female lions will sometimes go up to a year before they are in heat again. So if you only have like Sex four to seven days a year, a year. Oh yeah. I guess you Yeah, kind their of fertile period it. is only like for a week. So So they would have You to. gotta get into pound town like crazy. Get into pound town. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be taking And then the, the rest train. of the year they're like, shut up, honey. No, I'm tired. Fuck off. I have a headache. headache. <laughs> yeah, I'll go catch dinner when I'm when I'm done with my nap. Like calm down. <laughs> Why don't you gnaw on your own balls for a change? <laughs> and maybe that's foreplay. You don't know. Although that lion didn't seem to enjoy no, it. No, he didn't seem like he was having a very good time in that photo. We got to put that photo he, up on he our looked, He looked I will. I will put that up. Like he's been married what to if the lion... lion for too long. Like he's yeah, done right? the bullshit. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. What if the lion just can't get it up? Is there like lion Viagra? Like what does he do? Does she go to some other lion? Well, you know, like the hierarchy lion. in that situation is pretty well. I mean, the, the leader, the lead pack dude, the lead lion guy. How do you say that? Who's the, the alpha? King the of the alpha. lions. The, the alpha Mufasa. Lion. Yeah. I mean, he's it's his job to be the guy. Yeah. You know, he doesn't. Well, if he's not, another alpha will come in and essentially right. kill Right. So he has got him. to perform or he'll get kicked out. And he has to take care yeah. of all those women in his tribe. What if two women at the, what if like four women at four female lionesses at the same time want to have sex? That's like 80 things of sex a day. They're, they're 80 things of sex a day. <laughs> 80 sections. They're all synced up because That's they live 80 together. 80 sexual escapades a day. Oh my God. Can you just Special. imagine? <laughs> If they all come into heat at the same time. Oh. The lion's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, just three minutes. They're like, nope, get up. That's why they bite their balls, probably, because it just, he's like, oh, no. And then it just goes, Whoop, and it's ready. You bring up an interesting question, though. Do other species besides humans have ED? That's a good point. We should find out. You you would question. think. Uh, hold on. It has rest period right hold on i don't imagine that other animals probably have the stress level level that humans google do, i would do think they would have more i don't have to worry about getting human eaten. get erectile dysfunction <laughs> according to the conversation but we aren't the only mammal not to have one whales horses rhinos rabbits elephants marsupials and hyenas all go without what is she talking what? about? I don't think you're talking about the same thing. 
Hey Siri. Do not think it means what you think it means. Oh, that's that's so why do some species have a penis bone? He's like, I don't want to say. Check it out. Oh, but look at the cute mm. picture of two turtles going at it. That now we I found know in turtles. Turtles they can go for an hour at a time. Yeah, but it's a slow. Well, holy crap! Slow we should be <laughs> eating turtles, though. Yeah, no, they should be eating us. <laughs> oh, it says unlikely because most mammals have a penis bone or back baculum. Okay, so what oh. we really need to know is why don't men have a Google. penis bone? <laughs> it says. It's what it sounds Google. like, a bone in the penis. Do and yes, clitoral bones bone? exist too. According to Daily Mail, the only mammal species without baculum are humans, horses, donkeys, rhinoceros, marsupials, rabbits, cetaceans, the marine family that includes whales and dolphins, so I guess lions, elephants, and hyenas. So lions must have a penis bone. So they don't have to wait to get stiff. They can just go Holy in. shit. Those poor male lions. I would just lay there. I just lay there all the time and be like, climb on. It's fine. I'll tell so you what. You have to my Google searches are so fucked up because of this podcast. Humans, by contrast, depend 100% on blood flow to maintain an erection. Hmm. And it's a bad for older men who have reduced blood flow. Well, you uh, see, now we've, now we've... We're scientific now. That's right. We or, have... Here, I'm going to enter in a life-saving tip, too. Okay. For men, sometimes erectile dysfunction can be a an early warning sign of uh, cardiovascular disease. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, no. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Which so is terrible problem, because if you have because if you have erectile dysfunction, then you go and get Viagra, which is bad for your heart. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but yeah. So a lot of times, if you if a man goes to his doctor and they're he's like, you know, they'll ask about that because they may need to check to make sure there's no blockage or something because the blood, your blood flow is not <laughs> working yeah. correctly. Very very interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, we're here we're here as public servants, you know, to to help people with their <laughs> their questions that they the need answers. answers. The questions you dare to ask. Yeah, I mean, we that's asked important. the questions you didn't want to Google because you were afraid your Google search would get screwed up. You're afraid that your kids would get into your computer and go, "Mom, what's erectile dysfunction?" Why is there a bunch of diseased penises on your? <laughs> what's a penis bone? <laughs> Mom, I love this coloring book. Why are there penises all over? It? <laughs> but that—that's another good question. Why do they call it boning if there's no bone? But now we know that. For everyone, because the animals, because all the animals, animals have a have bone. Bones. Yeah. That's right. Except That's for right. hyenas, don't. Dude, and whales. Whales don't. And elephants, and a million other things, and marsupials. It was funny how she was like everything except this and this and this, and then she went on for five minutes. Hey, she wanted to be thorough. Thorough. Yeah. Let's change the oh fucking subject over here and talk about something really horrible. Like the horror novels we read. Jesus. Like my book? Come on, help me out here for a transition, people. Lonnie, bring down the room. Well, my book is a classic that a lot of people love, and I actually did not like it. So that's kind of horrific. What? I bet I know what book it is. The one that I'm reviewing this week, Flowers in the Attic by V.C. Andrews. And um, full disclosure, I did not read this book. When I was a teenager, like a lot of people did, but I have seen the movie. My sister liked the movie, so I've seen the movie like three or four times. 
The movie was okay, not really my favorite. I was hoping it was one of those that the book was better. And in my opinion, it really wasn't. I didn't really care for it. And for anyone who has not read Flowers in the Attic, it is about a family that the mom and dad are like this picture perfect couple, like, you know, carved out of cream cheese, very attractive. They have an older son and daughter and then a set of twins who are younger. I think they're like, what, like six, five, six? They're pretty young. They're eight. Oh my God, they act so much younger than that in this book. We'll just say they're young children. And uh, one time when they're trying to celebrate the father's birthday, um, a policeman actually comes to the door and he's died in a car crash. The mother, who has never worked, doesn't really know what to do about money and everything. So she goes to live with her parents who have never had contact with the family since the kids were born, since they were married, but they are incredibly rich. So they go to the grandmother's house and immediately they are not allowed to come out of the room because the grandfather does not know that they exist. And then you find out that the father is actually the mother's uncle. So they're related so it's basically she married her uncle and had children. And the um, the grandfather is an extremely religious person. And so is the grandmother. They're extremely religion. And of course, this is a sin in God's eyes. And the children are, you know, a product of the devil, blah, 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 so on and so forth. And they keep the, the children aren't allowed to leave the room. But the room has a staircase that goes up into the attic and the attic is huge and they're allowed to play in the attic um, and spend time in the attic for as long as they want they have more you know room they can make more noise yada yada so on and so forth and they just kind of make that their whole life and because they're in the attic for quite a long time in the book but so that's the basic premise of the book and it's very well written for what it is And a lot of people Mm -hmm. like this book. And I understand why they like the book because there's a lot in it. But I don't like the characters in it. And I don't like the fact that the older brother gets away with shit that he shouldn't get away with. They make him out like he's this wonderful person and he's taking care of all of the children. And he really isn't that great. I, I don't know. I just, I didn't like his character that much. And the, the older daughter was very much a drama queen and I really didn't care for her that much. And the twins who are supposed to be like Keith said, like eight, they acted more like they were four. They had absolutely Mm. no discipline whatsoever. And of course I didn't like the mother, but you're not supposed to like the mother or the grandmother because they're the evil people in this book. Their whole intention is to never let them out of the attic. I'd like to hear other people's thoughts on this. So please. Well, I read the book when I was 16 or 17. I don't remember the exact date because I don't know when it was published. Because I I, was 12 when I read it. I graduated high school in 83 and I thought I read it when I was still in high school. Oh, not in here. Do people actually like... (laughs) Well, the reason... I'm not saying that to be me. The reason that I... I think it's just shocking yeah I don't know that, that it's that's good. exactly it I don't think that I quote liked it right I think it was one of those it was the subject matter of the book was so incredibly taboo because yes. there are several incestuous relationships that happen 
in the book. Mm. And I had never heard of such a, a horrible thing happening. I mean, I mean, I was extremely sheltered as a child. And just the idea of that was so incredibly horrific to me. And I liked horror novels. So that's kind of what it was to me. Okay, so it was published in 1979, and the twins were five. So 79, that would have been about right. I was 14 in 1979. So it was probably between 79 and 80 that I read the book, because it was out in paperback when I first read it. Right. And all the girls at school were reading it at that point, because it was so yeah. horrific. I mean, it was something that, A, involved a lot of sex, you know, even but there wasn't a lot between, of there wasn't a lot of sex in the book. Well, it was implied sex between siblings, basically. Which is another thing that I have a real problem with. Why well, do you course, romanticize right? well, who incest? <laughs> exactly. And not to mention that some of the, that's why it was so horrific. Some of the scenes weren't exactly. Yeah, it was very shocking. Consent, and I think you're absolutely consented. right. Um, there wasn't even consent between the two. And it's played off like, oh, well, it's not his fault. It's the grandmother's fault. Fuck, it's his fault. He can control himself. The subject matter is horrific. It was very shocking, especially for the time that it was put out. And there were several other books that followed that everybody read. It was just one of those. I can tell you right now that if it was written right now, it would never be received in the same way it was then. No. No. It would not. No, because it but there are a lot time. more books. Yes. And there are a lot more books like that now that have like the dubious consent or maybe uh, or the taboo tropes. But it was just yeah, it was just the fact that she was one of the first people to do it. And um, that was pretty much all she wrote, like every book she wrote. And she didn't write many of her books. I looked it up and she wrote like six or seven of her own books and then died. And then a man wrote 84 of her books that have come out after that. Wow. That's under crazy. her pen, under her name. Huh. But it was just, yeah, I think later on in the series, you actually find out that, well, now I'm confused. I thought they were brother and sister, the mom and the dad. No, yeah, for in, some reason. in the I, movie, I were... in the movie, I think they are. But in the okay. book, it's her half uncle. So it's not quite as close. But then I think mm -hmm. in some of the previous books, because I didn't read the all of them. I just read this one. But I looked, I Wikipedia the other, the others. And I think yeah. the brother and sister actually they do. go forth as a couple after this book. She gets married three times. And every time she compares every man she's with to the brother. And finally, toward the end, they get together and they have a child together. See, I just... The whole uh, thing, it's its not something that, I don't know. It's not like I liked the book. I was, it was, it was something that you read then because it was so shocking. Right. Because everyone was doing it and yeah. everyone had a copy. Yeah. It was kind of like um, Fifty Shades of Grey And you didn't want out, your mother to know it. what it was about. So you hid yeah. it. But see, I didn't like... Fifty Shades of Grey either, and I didn't go on to read any I of the other either. books because yeah, but I was, it was 14, horrible. 15. I know, I know. And my it's reading just, it's taste one of has those books changed. That everyone reads. Yeah. And like I said, and at the my, time, yeah, my sister was like loved it. I mean, she read the books, she watched the movie, she might have read the other books because my sister was a big reader. Yeah. I don't know. It's I not just, something I would recommend, certainly. And it does yeah, fall, I, fall into a horror. Uh, novel in my book because of the child oh, yeah. abuse yeah 
It's horrible. And I remember clearly when I read it. I was 12 and I read the, all four of the books. And I mean, <laughs> it was so disturbing. And I was probably too young. And oh my gosh, it was, yeah. <laughs> It really colored my idea of what relationships were for a while until I realized mm. that book was ridiculous and stupid um, because it really is its bizarre in its depiction of what a relationship is or should be or because no one in and what you said, Vonnie, not one of those characters is a good character like they're not they have no redeeming qualities whatsoever no no and they never get any better throughout the books either they're just well i didn't read the other book so i but the first book that it doesn't i'm i'm reading and going are you fucking kidding me right now i i just i've never read the book um (laughs) and i'm certainly not going to now so thank you for those nightmares now don't get me wrong it's very well written and it does have a good storyline if you like that sort of thing. And a lot yeah, of people do a- like this book. And I, I mean, it got it got like four and a half stars. I mean, some people watch reality TV and I don't understand that. I think it's ridiculous and stupid and yeah, in some like cases horrific. TV. Which we'll but, talk about that yeah. when we do our Lord of the Flies episode, because I have a lot of feelings nah. about that book. too. Yeah, that's for Patreon only. And that's coming. So if you're interested in hearing our very debated discussion on Lord of the Flies, Lord join the our Flies. Patreon account. It's coming. Sign up. I think it's active. No. Our Patreon. I mean, our Lord of the Flies oh, episode oh, oh, is coming. Yes. yes. Yeah, we haven't done. We got to get through Horror Month first. But <laughs> I mean, I'm not sorry that I read the book. I'm really not because it was such a um, cult following kind of thing that I yes. wanted to know what it was, what everybody was raving about on this book. But I didn't really care for any of the characters <laughs> or the plot. And anyone who wants to argue with me, feel free. It's okay. I like debates. That again was called Flowers in the Attic by V.C. Andrews. So, um, as you know, horror is not completely my jam. So I decided to give myself a break this week. And I read a romance, but it has werewolves in it. So, so it counts. It fits. It, it does. Counts. It fits in. And everything about everything about it is just funny and cutesy. It is called Love Bites because it's werewolves. <laughs> and it's by Cynthia St. Aubin. And it is part of a series called Tales, spelled, you know, like, T-A-I-L-S from the Alpha Art Gallery. (laughs) And I'll tell you what, if it was not, I know, right? (laughs) And that is pretty much this book series. Like it is, it's very, it's very good. It's very funny. It is an over the top Janet Ivanovich series. So picture, picture um, Stephanie Plum but picture her as kind of a bumbling, says all the wrong things, puts her foot in her mouth all the time, snarky heroine who isn't like a badass. Our main character is uh, Hannah and her her full name is Hannah Lore. And so nobody ever gets it right or pronounces it right because it's this weird German name. And she has been, she just got divorced from this complete jerk and divorce was not great. He basically left her with all sorts of credit card debt. She managed to get her three cats 
but he's fighting for custody of them, even though he doesn't really want them. What is that dick. kind of divorce? She has a master's in art and she doesn't really have a job though, because I mean, what do you do with a master's in art? And she's living in this tiny little studio apartment with these three cats and the money's running out and she needs, she's basically more worried about feeding her cats than anything else. So she finds this art museum and gets a job interview completely fudges everything on her resume. And the first thing the man says when she goes to the interview is how much he hates liars. So she's sitting there thinking about her fudged resume and he hires her on the spot. And she almost argues with him about it because that's the kind of book this is. So, and he is this hoarder, like insane hoarder, his office To sit down for the interview, she has to move coats and file folders. But you find out that the reason he is so incredibly, uh, he has so much paperwork and everything is because he is a werewolf and he was born in like the 1700s. So he doesn't know about technology. He doesn't have a phone. He doesn't have a computer. So she gets hired as as his personal assistant And she has to also manage the, they have in-house artists. So she has to manage the in-house artists. And every month they do a a, uh, a showing of their art. The artists are all crazy in their own way. Every character, there is is one straight man and that is the person, uh, his name is Abernathy and he manages the, the museum. And every other person is this slapstick crazy character. And they're all crazy in their own ways. Like little old lady who can't see anything. So she talks to piles of furniture, tall skinny guy who has no uh, social, no idea about social cues. Another guy who just kind of shuts himself in his office and does art and doesn't ever want to talk to anybody. I have not laughed out loud. (laughs) reading a book in forever. And I laughed constantly. This book is so hysterically written. I mean, everything's just ridiculous. Everything she does is wrong. Um, Everybody's constantly looking at her like, who are you and what are you doing? Why? It's a total slapstick book, but it's, it's also steamy. There are two male main characters that she kind of can't choose between. And the sad thing is that one of them is this detective who is actually investigating Abernathy, the owner of the uh, art museum, because everyone he dates gets murdered, (laughs) which looks really, really bad for him. Oh, that would suck. So this book is basically about how she has to maintain the art gallery. And meanwhile, her boss is constantly getting investigated for murder. I cannot say enough about the snark of this woman. It sounds like a very quirky, snarky book. It was over the top hysterical. It's very, very steamy in parts too. This is, and it's an open door, which means, I mean, you know about the positions and everything else that they're doing when they're getting it on. So if that's something that you don't want to read about, I mean, it is like a steamy, 
yeah, it's detailed. There is a lot of sexual tension. There is a love triangle in it. And this whole series is hysterical. I read four books in a weekend because it was just unput downable. But the first one is called Love Bites, and it's by Cynthia St. Aubin. And by the way, Keith, you're welcome, because you never would have picked that book up if we hadn't forced you to read weird shit. (laughs) I love werewolves and vampires, but I just like the romance. I don't want them to just kill people and then No, 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 they could be romance. That's that's fine, as long as it falls into the weirdness of monsters, you know? Yeah, although I'm not as into vampires. I like werewolf romances more. I don't know why. Mm. I'm out. I'm over vampires, Vonnie. I'm sorry. Twilight killed it. <laughs> <laughs> Ruined you for all other vampires. Yep. Well, Rachel, can you top that? No, probably not. But I never can <laughs> when it comes to Keith. But again, keeping on with my theme this month, this book was a September 2021 pick for me from Book of the Month Club. And it is called Rock, Paper, Scissors by Alice Feeney. I will say, I feel like this book, it was definitely well-written. I see why it was chosen as one of the picks for Book of the Month. Again, it seems to be my theme lately of a domestic-type thriller. But for Spooky Season, it really fits in because the couple that we're following in this book, they end up in this what they believe is bed and breakfast, a converted church. But it turns out pretty quickly that that's not what it is. And there's a lot of different things going on. So a lot of different spooky things of certain things happen, you can't quite figure out why. Like we're down in the cellar and the lights flick off or all of these things of dust in places where there shouldn't be dust. If people have been here, I will say this, it's not quite winter yet, but it made me feel cold. It was very (laughs) descriptive because uh, one of the the things that is going on after they arrive at this converted church, shall we say, is a massive um, snowstorm. And they're in Scotland, I believe. Am I right about that, Martha? Yep. Yes. I know you've read this. And I'm not going to say too, too much because it'll give way too much of it away. But you think you know who's narrating things in the book. You don't. So pay attention. And there are some twists and different things in there that will catch you off guard and have you thinking, wait a second, that makes a little more sense or that doesn't make quite as much sense. So um, it it was one of those subtle, I think, sort of shockers in the book. There was a couple things in there that I didn't quite expect as a turn. So I really liked it for that. And Martha had said to me, She read this and she said, oh, you're going to really like it. And she was not wrong. So I did give it a four stars. So, um, but again, some of those common themes, marital discord, a lot of internal dialogue, but very cryptic at times with the internal dialogue. You think you know what's going on, but you really don't. So again, that was Rock, Paper, Scissors by Alice Feeney. And that's the reason I liked it is because it was so twisty and so compelling that you just, I mean, I read it in one sitting. Yeah. It was just, I had to know what the hell. It was hard to come up with a quote review for it though, without giving anything away. I know there's just so many, but I think that you're, you're spot on when you, when you are talking about the narrator. And if you read Alice Feeney's first novel, which I did review on this podcast. His, hers? I'm, I'm lying. Sometimes I lie. Sometimes I lie. I thought sometimes I lie was by Riley Sager. Nope. And at that time, you know, you know how I love a debut. So of course I bought 
the first edition because I said, man, this girl's good. She's going places and she has not disappointed. She has really, and that unreliable narrator type thing that she does is really. And I think I, she does it so well that when you figure out what's going on, or at least for me, I was completely, for lack of a better term, sort of bamboozled because I didn't see it coming really. And normally, I mean, reading enough of those types of books, you start to feel like, you know, and so when things start to unravel and are uncovered, I literally was kind of like, well, shit. Yeah, you really, <laughs> you really get sucked into it. And I think that's yeah. one of the reasons that I rated it so high as well is that it's, it's just masterfully done. Some people it didn't was. like it, but I really did. I think that it's perfect for, for exactly what it is. And that is a twisty, readable, shocking mm-hmm. type of novel. Yep. So you were not wrong, Martha. I did. That will that will jump into the running as probably one of my favorite books of the year. Whoop, whoop, so. Wow, ooh. I'm a good picker. Usually, <laughs> no, I definitely of, have to usually read of it. my nose, but it is ooh. definitely worth the read. I would. I don't. I was not disappointed. So I suppose it's up to me to give the real horror book an airing. The gory horror book. Oh God. Yeah. I want to hear why you gave it three stars because you did say that. It was really yeah okay all right and weird all right so the book I'm reviewing today is called The Hungry Earth by Nicholas Kaufman. It takes place in a small town in New York. You know what a small town is like. Everybody knows each other. Um, it's such a small town that they don't have a medical examiner. They just have the the local doctor who does the autopsies when needed because there really just aren't that many deaths that happen. So the the story starts out and there all the people in the town are in an uproar because this community garden that they have and this big park area that's a, a part of their town has been sold off to the, a company that wants to build luxury condos. So you go to the town hall meeting with them, sort of. And from the very beginning, you know that something is clearly not right. Well, pretty close to the beginning. Because there's a high school student who, she's a, a budding lesbian, you know. And she's in the park with her girlfriend. And she all of a sudden starts hallucinating. And when she gets home... She's clearly under some sort of uh, psychoactive drug because she's, you know, having all all kinds of weird, she's seeing things, she's feeling weird things, and then she gets all freaked out and she jumps out her window and falls to her death. But the window's not open, so of course she's covered in glass and it's really creepy. And the doctor who does the autopsy is very surprised because she knows this girl and she's not the type to do drugs. In fact, she's just done a physical on her and there was nothing like that. She's she's totally out of character for her. Well, when she opens her up, because they need to do an autopsy because they don't understand what the hell happened because all of this is way too weird. So she opens her up and she sees that she's got all these filaments on the inside. Like some kind of web-like structure, you know, sort of all over everything inside of her body. That makes me itch. I was just thinking, poor Rachel. (laughs) This is a horror novel, friends, okay? So 
she is really confused because she's done plenty of autopsies in her time. She's never seen anything like this. So she takes a sample of it and she puts it on a slide and she looks at it and she's like, hmm, this looks like chitin, which is like the same stuff that your fingernails is made out of, which is kind of weird. So she, she kind of is puzzling over it and she says something to the lady that she works with there in the police department, which is, you know, where the autopsy suite is. And she's like, yeah, you should call and ask so-and-so. He's the, and, and she's like, what? And the guy's name is her ex that she hasn't seen in four years. And she's like, what the hell's he doing in town? She's like, oh, well, he's the science teacher now. He just got back to town last week. And of course, that's where it all goes off the rails for me because I fucking hate that crap. Because it's turning into a romance all of a sudden, Uh-oh. which of course it is, you know. <laughs> so she's all, oh, you know, and he's like, oh, fucking bullshit. So anyway. Do you want me to pull up the sounds again for you? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> This guy that she's been dating is who works for the police department and he's a dick and she's kind of been thinking he's a dick, but he immediately gets pissed off when this dude shows up to look at the sample that she can't identify because he's a science guy. So, of course, they call him to come over. And so her boyfriend, she tells him to fuck off because he gets all mad and jealous because this guy's in town and yet nothing has happened between them yet. So anyway, so they break up. She's free. Of course, she's free. (laughs) So that's kind of going on in the background. And she starts to notice weird shit about all of these people in town that she knows really well because she's the town doctor. Pretty soon, and, and it happens pretty quickly, all of these people are infected. And she discovers, along with the help of her former boyfriend, that it's a fungus. And this giant fungus starts to grow in the middle of that park where the community garden is. Well, it was extremely predictable, but I have to say that the parts that involved in the mushrooms and the goriness of the stuff that happened to these people's bodies because they were infected with this fungus was fucking awesomely scary and gross and cool for a horror novel. So that part of it was excellent, but it was way too predictable for me. I think probably a less sophisticated horror lover would probably really enjoy it because it really was a compelling read. I'll put it that way, because it was almost like a zombie novel because the the transformation that happens happens very quickly and people are acting absolutely insane and chasing after people and trying to infect other people and you know so it's a very it feels to me like it would make a really cool a horror movie so I really like the story itself but there were parts of it like it's almost like a all oh, those meddling kids type um, <laughs> predictability type factor for me where I knew almost from the beginning what the problem was going to be and who did it so that's the reason that I rated it lower but it's because I read so many of these things that I figured out exactly what was going to happen. It wasn't a bad book. I didn't. I'm not sad I read it because I really enjoyed the sections about the fungus. <laughs> of was course, good. that's the part you would like. Well, it was creepy, you know, and they whoever, you know, the guy that wrote it obviously knew a little bit about mushrooms and knew a little bit about, you know, the way things 
work. And there were there are portions of it where where the mushroom begins, where the fungus begins to fruit. And when it does come out of the body, you know, you get mushrooms growing out the freaking skull and it was just gross, man. It was gross. And of course, I love that part. You know, it sounds pretty gross. It was. It was super gross. So yay, Nicholas Kaufman for that part. You got to work a little bit more on your plotting, though, in my opinion, because people like me figure it out and we get pissed off. Anyway, let me see when this thing was written. I'm going to check it real quick. Yeah, it was written October 5th, 2021. So, But it was fairly short. It was only 186 pages. So it went by real quick. There was not a lot of extra padding in it. So it's a quick, nice, scary read. If you like that kind of thing, I think you probably will like it. It's called The Hungry Earth by Nicholas Kaufman. That's with a K. I'm never going to look at mushrooms exactly the same way again. I mean, I've, I've, <laughs> I've read a few, a few fungus-related horror-ish novels now, and they're all, they never disappoint. It just sounds like a very you kind of book. Oh, yeah. It was a me kind some, of book. Yeah. Some chick that they do an autopsy, and she's full of fungus. That- yeah. I mean, that, that part, I'm like totally <laughs> in at that point. I had to see what was going to happen, even though... You know, you get the relationshipy crap, which I freaking hate. You know what it kind of reminds me of that, like the fibrous, like ketos that's in her body, mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of the girl with all the gifts. You know, yes, the, it, yes. the plants that make them zombies. Yeah, that's a fungus as well, mm-hmm. and so yeah. that's kind of where I was being led because I loved that book so much. It was no nowhere near the quality of the girl with all the gifts. Yeah, I actually like that book too. I was thinking Tommy Knocker's yeah. vibes. It was it was pretty creepy and and the fact that people were affected by it so quickly because of the nature the psychedelic nature, the psychoactive nature of the dr- the drug itself and the way it affected the body. I just found it really interesting the way that all worked. It was different from The Girl with All the Gifts in that you didn't really get the inside feelings of the the people affected in the same way. You didn't get like the inside story. Yeah. Like when people were becoming infected. Right. Yeah. So that part was really cool. And I like the fact that it was kind of pleasant when it began to happen, you know, because people are like thinking they're not thinking they're drugged. They're just thinking, whoa, what the fuck is this, man? This is cool. And then it was interesting that the people who were already infected would get the mushroom spores and try to infect other people by blowing it at them, which was. Yeah, I know. Right. I know. Yeah. So they were they were all it was almost like they were. No, they were in thrall. They were zealots. They were, uh, it was like a religious fervor thing that they had going. Come to the light. You know, that, that sort of thing. Carol Ann. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty creepy. So a nice little quickie read for you for your Halloweeny stuff. That's very well, Halloweeny. You call it Halloweeny. Halloweeny. Yep, Halloweeny. Now that we did that. <laughs> Now we got to find that some... I'm rethinking the mushroom omelet I had this morning. <laughs> I know, right? I was going to get mushrooms on my pizza tonight, but now I don't know. <laughs> I have to change it to something else. Just Be... don't get the little skinny ones. <laughs> Which ones is Domino shoes? <laughs> They're usually large ones with a short <laughs> stem, so those are those are okay. But it had kind of that magic mushroom feel, you know, the psychedelic mushrooms. Hmm. 
We did kind of go all over the place. We were <laughs> headless <laughs> chickens. Yeah, the chicken. Sorry, nugs. Martha. Good luck. Yeah, fuck it. I know. I'm gonna have nightmares about headless chickens tonight. Dude, I, I, I swear have, to God, I, I have I, reviewed I, that book on this podcast, Fonny. Listen, did you I, talk about the chickens being headless? Or, yes, I don't it was on. It. it was on Oryx and Crake. That was the name Ugh. of the name of the book, and I I remember it. All all the stuff was genetically modified in that book. But the chicky nugs I thought was hilarious because they're little headless headless chickens. chickens. I don't understand how calling it chicky nugs is any better. I have like, no idea why. I mean, so they're just like is chicken that what nuggets they call walking the chickens? around? Yeah, is that chicky what they nugs. call the chickens without heads? Chicky they call nugs. Them chickies. Chicky nugs. Yep. Wait, that's what they call the animal? Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. I don't know nothing, man. I just read the books. I think that was during your whole very weird, odd talking cockroaches. It was the it was that phase that oh, I was lizards from space. Talking cockroaches. Yeah. I, I love weird one. shit. But but she is particularly good. The Geico salamander attacking the uh what was that one book that I was giving you a shit about? Because all I could think of is the Geico Salamander. It's been a long time ago because we we did it in the studio. Oh, no remembrance. I don't know. It was, maybe that. it was during that whole thing. So I was like, I know that it was in the studio that I reviewed that book. Yeah. So I probably just was like, oh, God, that was a good book. I might even have to go back brain. and read that again. It was so good. What was the book that you guys? This was way far back. I've heard you guys talk about it, but I never heard the podcast where you talked about the dolphins. Oh, my sex. God. Oh, the dolphin sex. Ready oh for love. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. Wait, was that the same one? Where the guy, he, beco- he becomes he becomes obsessed with this dolphin. He did the swimming with dolphins thing, and he thinks the dolphin's attracted to him sexually. Oh, and- it's just one dolphin. And he kidnaps the dolphin and tries to take it home. It's the weirdest fucking book. You reviewed that when What's-His-Butt was on the show. That was when Jacob, Jacob J., who I worked with, he was <laughs> reading it at the time that he came on to review something else. And he said, you've got to read that. It's just hilarious. And so I read it. And of course, it was hilarious. There, there were sex dolls in it. it. It had all kinds of crazy shit didn't the guy like have sex doll like parts like in his closet or something he had all that was a that was a crazy ass book i loved it it was pretty crazy uh, let me see Alyssa Alyssa nutting i think was her name hold on oh i know that name yeah uh, she's written other stuff i feel like i read a book by her too fairly certain i would have made for love not things. ready for love she's the one that wrote tampa Yes. Oh, now I have to read it because yep. I Tampa was disturbing there's, there's as a hell. But I on like the it. cover too and everything. Oh God! What is wrong? An with HBO her? Max <laughs> series starring Ray Romano and Kristen Malati. Wait, what? Yeah, it's what it says right here. I'm reading the the Goodreads thing. They <gasps> made it into a movie. They made it into a series eight, on HBO Max. Wow. Uh. And why have That's... I never seen this? That's what I'm wondering. <gasps> Seriously, I think I have HBO. Now I'm going to go look for it. You know what? I think I have HBO. I that do was. Have I'm HBO. not going to tell Mr. Guys, Keith what it's about. I'm going to tell make him you watch there, it. there were a lot of really cool things in this book. 
I mean, if you could get past the dolphin sex and, you know, some of the other really (laughs) weird, really strange shit in this book, it was really good. There were some, okay, so most people would hate this book. Let's just be honest. But I loved it. I thought it was excellent. I gave it four stars. Which is excellent for you. Yeah. It's satire. I love satire. Satire just does it for me. Hmm. Well, dark, why don't we have a satire month? Dark, Sheesh. dark humor. Yeah, not everybody likes that though. I don't True. want people to have to read shit they don't want to read. I mean, really, we probably could have gotten rid of the October reads after the very first year. But no, it's but, fun. It's but we ended up, fun, you know, though. we ended up really kind of having a good time with it after, because we have a lot of very. The first couple of years, we were pretty specific about what you could and couldn't yeah, read. Yeah, we're not that specific anymore. No, we just don't give a shit anymore. We just want everybody to read <laughs> something that they think is horrific. There's just there's a lot of places you can go with with um, horror month though, because so many people find so many different things disturbing. Like yes, some people might think Flowers of the Attic is a romance novel. I think it's a horror right? novel. Exactly. I agree. But yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I really liked last year when y'all did your very uh, worst fears. Because I mean, some people would have thought that bug book, Rachel, was just like, hey, this is fun. And Rachel's like, you bugs. God, I forgot about that. <laughs> Sorry, Rachel. <laughs> no, that was, that was good, though. I liked that we did worst fears. That, that was, was hard, fun. though. It was hard. That was a hard one for me. I, I really had to stretch. For that one because mm-hmm. yeah. my biggest fears are stuff like missionaries and <laughs> <laughs> jesus freaks chasing me around and stuff like that you should write that book no that would be an interesting uh, no. horror novel no i'm not right what if that. you did a horror novel that all the jesus freaks turned into zombies and all the bible toting zombies were chasing you trying to eat your brain because they wanted to turn you into a Bible-toting zombie, Dude, too. that sounds like the South. I'm living it. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Girl, if you're living it, oh, you don't even want to Exactly. I mean, Rachel's right in the middle of Texas down there right now, having to deal with people really trying. I mean, I just don't like people trying to push their crap on others. It's not okay. That is the truth. Truth, sister. Well, you know, this is a time of year when all kinds of people come to your door. How do you know it's not going to be missionaries that are ringing your doorbell? That's it's just true. never going missionary. I just think of missionary sex. positions. Sex. Yeah, that's nice. that's where I went to. I'm like, you're you're afraid of miss- missionary positions? <laughs> <laughs> are you the one making these sex noises on my uh, on my Siri? Uh, no. <laughs> it's a good thing there are never any doggy styles. You wouldn't have had to put porch. it that close that to the weird. microphone if it had been me. <laughs> Whoa. Can you imagine? Can if you we imagine named everything like That's why she lives out in the sticks. Yep. Uh, that yep. way she doesn't have to put in the ball gag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bonnie. Hey, when your when your BF's on the show, she's gonna tell your secrets. <laughs> I can't believe you outed me right here on the podcast. Telling my secrets to everybody. <laughs> this bitch has been in my drawers while I have been out of town. She watches my house. She knows. Well, I was looking. For, I couldn't find the tennis ball to play with Chloe, so I was looking for something else. 
That's not the right kind of ball that you want to play with your dog with. That's a totally likely story, dude. I forgot to tell you about that when you got back into town. <laughs> I hope you disinfected it before Martha used it. I washed it with dog some germs. That's why she keeps getting all those UTIs. <laughs> Rachel, that's not where you put a ball gag. I didn't, I didn't tell you what I did with the rest go. of your toys. <laughs> Stay out of my toy chest, goddammit. Well, it said Tracy's dog. I thought maybe it was for the dog. Oh. <laughs> that is so disturbing on so many different levels, dude. I don't even know where to go with that. <laughs> to play tug of war. Not for anything to do don't with bestiality. I just finished Squid Game. Oh. I didn't watch it. I don't know if I will. Oh, you should. Yeah, that well, that was hmm. way to bring the room down, Rachel. Oof. Hey, you said somebody said tug of war. That's where my mind. We're talking about horror, right? I mean, I, I said tug Taylor of war. told everyone at the game last night that that was her favorite. They say like, "What's your favorite TV show?" And she said that. And I, she said Squid Game. When you look at the pictures, I am laughing in them because everything she put on the informational pack, like card that they gave her with questions was a ridiculous answer. Yeah, she said Squid Games was her favorite TV show. I was like, that's no one's favorite TV show. <laughs> I want to be friends with your daughter. I think you're going to get called into the principal's office this week to say, um, honestly, you know, we're a little worried about Taylor's home life, Keith. <laughs> They went ahead and opened well, the police file time. for her. It's like, this one is going to be trouble. Let's just go ahead and open that right now. Oh, my God. Dude, I feel for you. I really do. Here's our next up and coming. <laughs> hey, my son went through some weird stuff in school, too. You know, having a mother like me couldn't be easy. My son just thought he was a freaking cowboy. I don't even understand. <laughs> Remember those tight jeans that he used to wear? With yep. his cowboy boots? Mm -hmm. Those things were... Mm. I'm surprised he didn't have a UTI after wearing those. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> those jeans. <laughs> Holy man. They were spray-on tight. Yeah. They were... <laughs> could see his jiggle coming from a mile away in those oh. jeans. I can't believe you said that about your own son, dude. That's disgusting. I was talking about his ass. <laughs> My God. <laughs> the That's so a, much better. That kid's got an ass like me. He jiggles when he walks. He can't help it. <laughs> Oh, you have your dad's eyes and your mother's ass. Isn't that sweet? And I think that's going to do it for Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow them on TikTok, YouTube, and check out their website at threebookgirls.com. And join the group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.